Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studio. I am your host, Angel Bernard. What is going on? How's it going? How's your week going? Did you have a productive work week? Just another week down on the calendar? Whatever you did, I hope you had a good time. I am slowly getting back into work, slowly but surely. I gotta say though, it's been a bit tricky. It's been a bit tricky because I told myself, okay, I think I'm ready to get back to work. And almost immediately, my first instinct was to just dive all the way in. I was 100% ready to work 12 hours a day, like the first week back, like despite my body not really being ready. Like I was just ready to just dive the fuck in. That's how black and white I am. It's like with me, it's you're either all the way in or you're not in at all. And that is both a blessing and a fucking curse. But again, I just had to sit down and have a talk with myself and say, no, you can't do that. I had to have a talk with myself to keep myself in check. And that's basically my life now. That's where I'm at, trying to find some middle ground. So I've just been slowly dipping my feet in a couple hours here, a couple hours there, nothing too crazy. I'm trying to see it like I'm training for a marathon. Your first day of training, you can't just get up off the couch and run 15 miles. You'll you'll fuck up your body and you'll affect your training in the long term. So that's my approach. A, a couple miles the first day, a little more the day after that, and then just slowly get into marathon ready condition. But yeah, man, I'm I'm way too black and white. I have to find some middle ground. I have to somehow be able to find some work-life balance, whatever that fucking means. The the work part of the equation isn't really the issue for me. Like that part is kind of a piece of cake. I have that down to a T. The problem is the life part. You don't realize how much of a life you don't have until you take a little break from work. So that's what I've been trying to do. I've been trying to get a life, being more social, doing my best to convince myself that I enjoy waking up and going to the gym at six in the morning, all of that fun stuff. And to be honest, I like is being an adult just constantly lying to yourself about how much fun you're having while you do boring shit? Yeah, babe. I'm having a great time eating these vegetables at this vegan restaurant completely sober. This is so much fun. I don't want to get loaded and go to Whataburger at all. Not one bit. You know, but but again, dude, I'm trying I'm trying my best to become that guy. I'm trying to do this shit right. I'm trying to find things that I enjoy that aren't bad for you. Like reading, going for walks, going to the gym. Not the most exciting of hobbies, but it's better than getting bombed at a bar in one in the afternoon. I mean, it isn't better, but I'm trying to tell myself that it is. But whatever, at this point, anything anything seems to be better than watching Netflix. Anything is better than watching television. I just can't do it, man. I can't sit in front of a TV for five hours doing nothing. I wish I could. Nothing would make me happier than being able to just veg out on a couch all night and turn my thoughts off, but I can't. It also really doesn't help that like streaming services kind of suck nowadays. It's so hard to find something like worth dedicating the hours to. It really is a giant commitment to start a new show and 
like I, I know my commitment issues are really showing when I say this, but it's really the truth. Going through that catalog and deciding what to watch next is it's such a daunting process. Starting a show and knowing you're going to spend the next few days or couple of weeks binge watching it is a big commitment. It really is like finding someone who you think is worth spending years of your life with. I mean, think about it. There's so much content being pushed out and 95% of it is a waste of time. Just like humans. 7 billion people in the world, but only a small percentage of people are worth keeping around. And so I, I guess what I'm trying to say is everything is so bad nowadays. The quality of entertainment has gone downhill so much. It's enraging the things I see that's passed off as entertainment nowadays. I just think to myself, how was this thing approved? How is it possible that something this bad was written by multiple people, pitched to the studio, approved by board members, and not a single person thought it was a bad idea? Not a single person wanted to take a step back and be like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe this isn't the best of ideas. No one. Like, there wasn't a single thought. Everyone thought it was a good idea. And I think that's what, like, kind of enrages me the most is that no, like, there were 20 people and no one thought it was a bad idea. And trust me, I know a lot of you right now are laughing at the irony of me talking about how there's no good content being put out. Trust me, I am aware of how ironic this must seem. But the difference is there aren't teams of professionals reviewing this podcast. It's just me and my degenerate friends doing our thing. There's no board members approving this. It's just us. So I guess you could say ignorance is bliss when it comes to this podcast. And everyone is kind of wondering what happened and how the entertainment industry kind of died so quickly. Like people, they, they really think it's a complicated issue of how it all unraveled, but I can tell you exactly what happened. I can break it down to you. It's, it's honestly not that hard to figure out. So here's what I think it is. I think Hollywood has been slowly dying ever since streaming service kind of became mainstream. Ever since the internet really became essential to everyday life. And over the years, these legendary screenwriters and directors, they have left the industry and the next wave of what was supposed to be Scorsese's or Sorkin's, they began doing it independently. They did not need these corporate studios. The people who were supposed to produce or write the next masterpieces, who were supposed to make the next Scarface, they ventured outside the system. The internet provided a platform that was so limitless in terms of creative possibilities that they branched out past the traditional methods of creativity like music or movies. They realized they can do literally anything they wanted. And that left this giant void of vacant positions that needed to be filled since these legends were leaving. But since there wasn't that much of elite level talent around, those positions were then filled by below average talent. And I know, I know I'm painting with a very broad brush when I say these things, but there is a lot of truth to what I'm saying here. I'm not saying that there isn't any good content because there is. There's a lot of good content out there. It's just hard finding it because there's so much bullshit floating around out there. Not this podcast, obviously. 
Everyone knows that this is the greatest podcast on the planet and that we're twice as big as Rogan. I'm talking about all of these other schmucks, you know, with the like with the horrible acting and the atrocious writing. It's like, where's the effort? Screenwriting really has hit an all time low in terms of quality. It really has kind of gone to shit. The plots are lazy. The foreshadowing is so obvious that I can't even like it can't even be labeled as foreshadow. Instead of giving me some extremely obvious hint of what is going to happen later in the episode, like just why don't you just come out and tell me? Because I'd much rather have that than you try to convince me that you're clever with your writing. You know, and I don't want to brag. I can tell you what ex- I can tell you what is going to happen in an episode of a show or a movie after the first few minutes. That's how obvious all of this writing has become nowadays. I just kind of sit back, you know, oh, she's going to fall for him. He's going to want someone else. She's going to give up, but her friends are going to tell her no. He's going to realize who he really belongs with. They kiss in an airport. That's it. That's the movie. Hey, Soul Sister plays at the end. It's just these post-grad 20-something-year-olds who are an even bigger mess than me trying to ride out their ultimate daydream. Like, that's really all this has become. There's no art to it. It's just trying to bring your like biggest fantasies and putting them on the screen. I I watched this movie I watched that movie Skyscraper with Dwayne Johnson, which don't get me wrong, I love The Rock. But in that movie, there's this scene where he's on top of this giant fucking crane that's sitting on the roof of this 100-story skyscraper, and I swear to god in the movie, this man does a full sprint and jumps from the crane through the window of an even bigger skyscraper that is across the street on one leg. I cannot make this up, people. If you do not believe me, watch the movie and see for yourself. It was one of the most insane things I had seen in a movie since I saw Shia LaBeouf survive a skyscraper collapsing with him inside in Transformers 3. Just complete insanity. And I get it. It's a movie. It's fiction. It's not real. It's fairy dust. But at a certain point, the exaggeration becomes unacceptable. It becomes lazy. But again, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm the problem for having too high of expectations from these professionals. Maybe it's my fault. Like I said, it's it's hard for me to just veg out in front of the TV because I start thinking of all the faults I see with the plot. And also, it it really doesn't help that everything has become so politicized nowadays. There's no end. Is there no honor? Will humanity not stop until we've ruined every single thing? This country is going to fall because we have become too invested into politics. First time in the history of the world where a civilization will take themselves out for loving politics too much that's gonna be us and this whole new fake corporate wokeness has gotten to a point where it's insulting it's insulting the balls you have to have to be the sole reason why systematic racism exists to pay your workers an unlivable wage to willingly screw over your customers for the sake of profit 
to fly around in your private jets every single day while your countrymen are starving, and then to go and act like you care about humanity, that is the biggest spit in the face of all time. I have no idea how people are not rioting in the streets. Again, not an advocation for violence, just saying. But, you know, all of those decades and centuries of systematic racism and tax loopholes, like all forgiven simply because they sent out a tweet about how important feminists are. All of those sins forgiven and forgotten just because they said they support the Asian community. And the worst part about it, people eat it up. People love it. All I see on my damn Twitter feed are these morons praising these fucking corporations for being so obviously fake. Target is taking a stand against racism. Goya Beans stands with Trump. It's either you're all in on the left or you're all in on the right. How about this? I'm all in when I tell you both to go fuck yourselves. How about that? That's what I'll, That's what I'm all in for. They're all complete pieces of shit. The whole fucking system. And now Hollywood has jumped on the bandwagon and is saturating the whole market. And again, people still eat it up. People love that there are masks being worn on television shows nowadays. They encourage this because God forbid there's any there's any resemblance of any normalcy around here. God forbid things go back to normal. No, no, no. This is the new normal. There's no old normal anymore. This is it. Get used to it. And, and you know, a, a lot of people are going to label me as some batshit anti-masker for saying that. So let me clarify for those of you too simple-minded to understand. I am not upset about the fact that they are wearing masks on television. I do not care. I just find it fucking annoying that people are unable to see that these networks aren't doing it because they care. They are doing it to appease you. They are doing it to act like they care so that their numbers don't plummet, so that board members don't get upset. They are doing it to keep the money flowing because that is all that matters at the end of the day. All that matters is money. That's what I mean by everything is so political. Politics are all fake. It's all a show. It's all virtue signaling to capitalize on the moment and squeeze some money out of it. So that's why everything is so bad. That is why content is so bad nowadays. And let me tell you something, it's only going to get worse. And I think the streaming service is going to be the next victim. I really think the streaming industry has hit some sort of inflection point and is now going downhill. And like almost everything, it won't die off quickly. It'll happen slowly, just like cable. We'll all kind of just wake up one day and realize how we don't need it because there's something better, something that hasn't been taken over by networks. And it'll happen, maybe not quickly, but it will happen. Mark my words. As soon as the giant corporations get their greedy little hands completely around an industry, they begin squeezing it until it dies so that they can buy themselves new yachts every single time without fail. These old white men and their Armani suits smelled blood in the water and they will not stop until they can buy all of their kids into Harvard. Just think about it. Think about how great it was 
when it was just Netflix and Hulu, when it was just two platforms, all of your favorite shows and movies were on two platforms. It was simple. There was no algorithms. It was just very straightforward. But here's what happened. These corporate suits realized how much money was in streaming. After 20 years of being told every single day that the internet was the future, the suits realized that if they didn't get with the times, their wallets would suffer. And that was all it took for them to make that transition. All of these cable networks that are the sole reason why cable died are now pivoting to the streaming industry and will kill that too with their ads and their algorithms. Mark my words, in six months, there's going to be an update for all of these streaming platforms and there's going to be an option for their service with ads. And if you want to have no ads, you're going to have to pay extra. You are now going to be charged a second time just to have a perk that used to be free. Look at YouTube. It used to be one ad at the beginning of the video. No biggie. A bit annoying, but whatever. It's not a big deal. Now it's two ads at the beginning of the video. And not only that, there are two ads at the end of the video, just in case you're on autoplay. That's eight ads to watch two videos. That's where we're at. That's this ad apocalypse that we have found ourselves in because in these greedy fucking people's minds, the way they see it is like, why would we sell the whole cake when you can just sell every slice individually for a higher price? That's what it is. It's never enough for these people. And now I can't even log in to Netflix to watch The Office after a long fucking day because another fucking corporation bought the rights. So now I have to have five streaming services just to watch the shit I like, just to watch the shit that used to be on one platform. Netflix used to be like a 24 hour target. They had everything, whatever you wanted, whenever you wanted, you could get it. And now they're that market on the corner that is filled with generic and shitty snacks, but maybe they have one or two good things that can satisfy your munchies. That's what it is. That's what Netflix has become. That's what Hulu has become. And to top it off, they're going to have the balls to raise their prices from $8 to $18, knowing good and well that the content they have on their platform is horrible. Right now, I think it's like around $15 in a year. It'll probably 50, it'll probably be $15 with ads and $25 without ads. I promise you. And I understand you, you get what you pay for. I get that. But if you're going to sit there and have the balls to double your prices overnight, you better have some content that is worth doubling the price. Those stingy bastards doubled the price and then cut the quality of content in half. And that, my friends, is how business is done. That's why when people say they have these dreams about moving to LA to become famous, it's so, it's so weird. It seems almost outdated. Like who in their right mind wants their own network television show nowadays? Who, like why would you want to go through all of that trouble of finding an agent, having to sit in meetings, talking about nonsense, having to fight for a budget, having to live in LA where rent is like $3,000 for a closet. 
why would you want to do all of that when you can just do it all yourself and put it on the internet? But I get it. People people used to want to be famous and walk the red carpet. People wanted to be in those inner circles of Hollywood where everyone is doing blow at some after party. They wanted their name etched into the, into a star on a sidewalk that a homeless man uses as a bed. I get it. They want to be in the limelight. They want to be loved and known by everyone. Personally, that that's not me. Again, I I understand how ironic that I'm I'm talking about all of this on a podcast that I will then post on the internet in hopes to gain fame. I get it. But again, here's what's different. I would love to be famous, but I don't want stardom. Like I don't want to be the biggest thing on the planet. Nothing sounds worse than having your entire life written about in magazines and to see yourself on television everywhere you went. That really sounds horrible. I I don't want to have to starve myself and only eat vegetables and go to the gym 12 times a week because I have to look my best self all day, every day. That sounds exhausting. You have fun though. If you're into that, you have fun running 12 miles on that treadmill for the eighth day in a row with only half an apple in your system because the Grammys are in a week, you know, and your trainer is having to carry you off the treadmill because you're so malnourished, you can't walk. You have fun doing all that. I... I'm going to go to In-N-Out and I'm going to grab a burger. That's what I'm going to do. I I just want to be successful and well-known enough that advertisers send me free shit. Nothing would make me happier than to have Bud Light call me up and say, Angel, listen, we love your podcast. We would love for you to start doing ads for us. We're going to send you a, we're going to send over a few cases of our new seltzer and we would love for you to try it. Let us know what you think. That's what I want. That would be ideal. Is that too much to ask for? Is it too much to ask for an endless supply of free shit for the rest of my life? I want kind of like like a Post Malone situation where Bud Light just sends him cases of beer on a consistent basis. That's what I want. But I would want it for Rolex or Porsche. Nothing really too crazy. I just want to be seen as cool enough or I can leverage my street cred, my street cred to do cool shit, and like not even big stuff. Like I, I don't want to fly to Paris on a private jet. No, I, I just want to not have to wait in line for a table at a restaurant. And you know, don't get me wrong. I think it would be cool to hang out with a celebrity. Like make no mistake, I am just as much of a Hollywood whore as you are. I'm just a different type. I'm more of a the type of person who. Would love to just smoke a joint with Dave Chappelle or Bill Burr and just hang out. Maybe maybe grab a bite to eat. It doesn't even have to be a big thing. It can literally be grab a bite to eat from the McDonald's drive-thru. It can be 25 minutes while they're on the way to their private jets. I don't care. I'm not high-maintenance people. I'm not high-maintenance at all. But I'm saying that's the idea of Hollywood that appeals to me. Being able to get free food, have advertisers send me things to try, and to just be able to hang out with people who I think are cool. That's about it, man. That's that's the level of social status I would love to have. I would love to be big enough to keep it low-key with some of the biggest stars. That's what it is. That's the new American dream. To just eat for free and be famous on the internet. No more white picket fences. No more two and a half kids. No more home ownership. None of that. All we want 
is to be able to afford a nice two-bedroom in the city with an internet presence that allows us to earn a living and give us a little street cred and not have to pay for our soy chai latte from Starbucks. That's it. Give us that and we will have complete serenity. Imagine going to a diner, ordering 5,000 calories worth of food, and then not having to pay for it just because you're you. Is that not the American dream? So keep your Hollywood parties, keep your red carpet events, and you know, don't be sold on this weird celebrity lifestyle that people are so desperate to be part of. Fuck that. Do your own thing. Be so good at what you do that the corporations approach you. Do it on your ter- do it on your own terms so that you don't have to sit in that office sweating bullets before a big meeting because if it doesn't go well, you won't be able to afford your $2,000 studio apartment. Do it on your own terms. Live where you want to live. The internet has made the world accessible from anywhere. That's the great thing about it. The internet has allowed you to do it independently. You can create the next big thing from your one bedroom in the middle of bumfuck Iowa. Make them come to you. These corporations and networks are panicking right now. They're, they are really panicking because they know that they are slowly losing power and they're doing all they can, and I mean that literally, legally and illegally, just to stay relevant. So do it your way. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just keep telling my shit jokes on the internet and hopefully people keep liking them and you know one day I'll be able to get my coffee for free at Starbucks because you know because this podcast will have gained enough notoriety and people will be able to see what I knew all along which is how talented, charismatic and charming I really am. I don't need Hollywood. I just need a million people who love me unconditionally and think I'm the next Messiah. That's it. That's not wrong. We all have our dreams. And with that being said, I think we're going to wrap up this little cult meeting pretty soon here and let you get back to taking care of your kids or acting like you're working. But before we go, I just want to take a moment and give a special thank you to someone who has really helped get this podcast back on track someone who has really helped motivate me and that person is me it took a lot of hard work a lot of preparation a lot of soul searching just to get things running again so thank you to me for slowly but surely getting my shit together for putting out this podcast in time can i get a w in the motherfucking chat please we put this podcast out on time but you see, the thing with this podcast is that it's a really it's a really fun thing to do. In fact, it's so fun, I sometimes forget that it's work. And when you forget that something is work, the deadlines, they start slipping a little. So while I'm having a great time, I have to make sure it's consistent so you guys can laugh with me too. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode this week. I will see you all next week. I will make sure this podcast is on time. Uh, But anyways, I appreciate you all listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a good weekend. Have a few drinks for old glasses over here because I'm still laying off the booze. The Sox game actually comes on in a couple hours. And I got to tell you, all I want is to have two or three beers and just to watch the game. That's all I want right now. But I can't. 
I got to stay strong. And that's what I have to do. But I'll see you all next week. I love you guys. And now it's time for ads. This episode is sponsored to you by my new streaming service, ABTV, or as it's known on Wall Street, Angel Bernard Television. So yes, the rumors were true. We are launching our new streaming service. It's our own. It's going to be a great catalog of a, vi- of a wide variety of options. We have everything, literally everything, every title you could ever imagine dating back to World War I. We will have it. Prices are starting at $75.99, but with my promo code ANGEL, you can get it for $50.99. You can have access to all of your favorite content for a mere $50, five tens. And I know that sounds a little steep. A lot of you are thinking, what the fuck? Why is it so expensive? You're a scam artist. And to this, I answer simply exclusivity. If you want to be exclusive, you have to be willing to spend a little money. Don't be so cheap. Come on, fork over some money. Buy yourself a Rolex. Get your robe. Get your shit together. It's an investment. And the investment is worth it. And also, it's to pay for all the lawyer fees that I'll have to pay to keep all of the copyrighted content on there. So, yes, ABTV coming to you soon. Um, We really don't have a website going yet. It's very conceptual. Um, so just go ahead and Venmo me $50.99 to get you on the wait list for when the platform launches. I don't know when it's going to launch, but it will launch. Um, we have content being made right now. The Rock is involved. Seth Rogen is involved. Spoiler, they switch bodies a la Freaky Friday, but instead of a day, it's for 10 years. So if you would like to watch, register for my streaming service by, by Venmoing me. $50.99 to get yourself on the wait list. We have everything, literally everything, every title you could ever imagine. So don't ask don't ask us how, we just do. It's all about who you know. I love that expression. I love when you're talking to someone who is really successful and they have that suit on that costs more than your car, you know, with the loafers and the Ray-Bans probably drinking a scotch with no ice on their yacht somewhere. And when you ask them how they got to this point, how they got this successful, they all just kind of pause for a second, take a little swig of their drink, and very smugly they just say, it's all about who you know. That's what this is. It's all about who you know. I will have the entire Disney catalog on the platform despite it being copyrighted because it's all about who you know. So Venmo me $50.99 per month, per month, people, with the promo code ANGEL, and you too can be a member of this exclusive streaming service. Thank you.